You're listening to Swipe East, Swipe West, where we dive into the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley Davis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Swipe East, Swipe West, the dating and culture podcast focusing on differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley, and you can find us on Instagram at Swipe East, Swipe West and on TikTok at AshDavy underscore. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, give us a rating and a review. Every little bit helps, so really appreciate it. I'm coming back this week recording in my bathrobe. I feel like that's my new thing for some reason. Kind of like it. It's very comfortable and breezy. For those of you that are new here, I give a little update on my dating life at the beginning of each episode. Um, So the last episode, I was on my way out the door to go day drinking in Venice, and I had just met a guy at the laundromat. So the Venice day drinking was super fun, got a little aggressive. Um, We were bar hopping in Venice, was at this bar called Bell's that I think is kind of new, and then went to the Venice waterfront before migrating to the bungalow which in my opinion is one of the most stereotypical bars in LA. Like if you could imagine someone in LA that you see on TV, that is what you would get at the bungalow. At that point, we've been drinking for about eight hours and most people went home except me and two other girls that were like the single ladies of the group went down south to Hermosa Beach Sharkies and Tower 12. Things continued to escalate and I didn't get home until five o'clock in the morning. Yay. (laughs) Great choices. And then slept for a few hours and then drove to Death Valley the next day. Don't ask me how I made it there, but I did make it. It was really nice uh, decompress a couple of days in the desert, but yeah, definitely fun. Um, It was nice to get to see some other bars in Venice because I'd only been to the Venice Whaler before to watch football games. Um, So it was nice to go check out some other bars. I have a New Year's resolution to try to get to a new area of LA at least once a month because as I've said in some earlier episodes, distance is a huge barrier here just because of like traffic and driving. So I'm really trying to get out of my Long Beach bubble and explore. So I'm glad that I did that. So now laundromat guy. haha. Okay. So I met this guy at the laundromat and he called me and then he was saying he wanted to ask me out. And then eventually he reached out to me again last, not this past Saturday, but the Saturday for and said, Hey, do you want to go out for dinner next week? I said, sure. I said I was free Wednesday. He said, great. I'll see you Wednesday. Did not pick a time or a place. So I was like, all right, I'm assuming as we get closer to Wednesday, he will reach back out to finalize the time and the place because that is what I'm used to. And from my perspective, I think whoever schedules the date should plan the date. If you need support in picking the time or picking a place even, I I'm down for that. You know, sometimes I'm not a huge fan of having to decide the place on my own, but I understand in LA, if you're coming from a different area or if you are worried about like dietary restrictions, which I do have, that you might need, you know, the woman or the other person, whoever, to provide some input. So fine, fair. So as we're getting closer to Wednesday, I'm like waiting for him to reach out, like waiting. And then Wednesday comes. I still haven't heard from him. And I'm like, "Mm, okay, I have a feeling that this date is not going to happen tonight, but I'm going to give it until like 2 or 3 p.m. And at that point, if I haven't heard from him, I'm just going to call it like I have other work I need to be doing tonight. And even if he does reach out to me at that time, like I still have things to do to get ready. I have to get dressed like I don't know where we're going. And I just am going to have to rain check because that's going to be too last minute for me, to be honest. So 2, 3 p.m. comes around, nothing. So mentally, I'm checked out of the state at this point. I'm just going to start working on my other things I have to do. 
The whole day passes and I never hear from this man. I do not hear from him at all. <laughs> so I'm just like annoyed at this point because I'm like, really? Like you ask me out, you like call me a couple times. You like, you know, you ask me to pick the day. I pick the day and then never hear from you. And granted, I could have reached out to follow up in between. But again, like my perspective, if you're reaching out and asking on the date, you should be planning the date. And even if roles reverse, if I had asked this guy out, I would have followed up to pick the time and the place. Like, and someone, when I was talking to someone about this, they actually even said, like, think about it as like a business meeting or when I'm scheduling a, a guest on my podcast. Like, if I ask someone to be a guest, I don't pick the day and then expect them to follow up with me to pick the time and work out the recording details. Like, no, I do all of that, you know? So that's just my perspective. I know others have different and think it should be a mutual thing, but that's just my own preference on on it. So I know sometimes we have a different one that might make playing the day difficult. So that could have been what happened here. Who knows? Maybe he thought I was disinterested. I thought he was disinterested. I'll never know. What's what kind of funny is this is the third time. I guess it's not funny. It's actually sad. But this is the third time this has happened to me in the past few months. So I'm like, I don't know if I'm just attracting the same type of guy that's exhibiting this behavior. If maybe I'm giving off a weird vibe because I'm not reaching out or maybe because dating isn't priority for me right now, which basically means the act of dating. So I'm not actively dating. I'm not on apps. I'm not seeking it out. But if I meet someone I like, like this guy, I will go on it. And again, that doesn't mean I'm not going to prioritize the person if I like them and we're hitting it off. But regardless, again, ghosted. But then, then a couple nights later, I was in the shower and I come out of the shower and I saw that I have a missed call from this laundromat guy. <laughs> So he called me like a couple of days later and I was like, what? Like, and then I thought I messed up the dates. So I'm like going through our texts and I'm like, did I screw something up? And no, like I had it correct. And then I was like, okay, maybe he'll follow up, text me and apologize or leave me a voicemail because I, I genuinely missed his call. And no, he didn't even say anything. And I was like, I'm not following up to this. Like he's calling me. He's not saying anything. He's not saying why there's no apology. So I just let it lie. And that's what that's my update. That's what happened. And we'll see what happens next in my dating life. Hopefully I won't be ghosted again, but I'm going actually back up to Venice tomorrow. So the day after this is posted, see my friend's show um, at a place called Townhouse, then Hollywood Friday. So you never know. But diving into the episode today, um, I have my friend Krista of the Good Milf podcast. You can find her at the Good Milf on Instagram, um, and also anywhere that you can find podcasts. And I actually found her through um, my other friend, Jack Moody, um, of the Neighbors Upstairs podcast. I was on his podcast. He's been on mine. I saw that they were mutuals and reached out to her because I thought she was hilarious and she interviews her hinge dates and I just thought she'd be a great guest. So I have her on. Um, she talks about her experiences living and dating in a bunch of different cities, including Virginia Beach, um, Japan, a little bit of San Francisco and Hawaii as well with a military men lens. So she, her family um, grew up in a military family. She also worked um, for the military as a civilian. So that's why she's been dating a lot of men in the military. And she also went through a divorce and is a single mom. So she talks about that experience and how that affected her view on dating and how her approach to dating has now shifted because of that. She's a lot of amazing, really funny stories. Um, I have some stories to share as well. So I really hope that you enjoy this episode and take a lot away from it about approaches to dating, different ways of thinking, as well as learning about the cities themselves. So let's dive in. 
Krista. Hi. Hello. I'm so excited to have someone that interviewed their hinge date on their podcast coming on. The I've show. actually interviewed a lot of my hinge dates and I've set my, I've even set my hinge dates up with other people. Oh, really? And have any of those yeah. worked out? Uh, no, they've not worked out. But the one that's most recent was I hooked up my dentist's friend with this guy I went on a date with. Uh, so when I went to go see my dentist, you know, she knows I have like a podcast. So she's like asking me all these questions, telling me all, all kinds of info about one of her friends. I was like, wow, why is she so picky? I was like, let me give, will you text me like her ideal quote unquote guy? And I'll see if I know somebody. And her list fit one of my hinge dates. And I reached out to him and I was like, hey, I know this is weird. I haven't talked to you in like a month, but I think you would be really great with this girl I know. I said she was my friend. I didn't even fucking know her. But um, my dentist said she was fucking cool. So I was like, okay, if she's like you, you know, it'll be fine. And they, I know they went on a date and they had a good time. I haven't reached back out yet to see if they've gone out again. Because this has happened in the past two weeks. So I'll keep you posted. Yeah, that's so funny. Interconnected six degrees of separation through Hinge. Yeah, I know. I literally on Hinge, none of my dates on Hinge have ever worked out. They become just like regular friends or I just like never talk to them again. Yeah, I think I've only been on like one Hinge date ever and I, there was not a second date. I've been on like other dating app dates, but not Hinge specifically. Girl, I, like when my, like, cause uh, I'm divorced. So when my daughter is with her husband or with my, with my ex-husband, I'm going out all, like every other night. <laughs> so, see, I have some friends like that too, but I just like, can't, I just feel like I have so many other things that, that I'd rather be doing, but my friends are trying to uh -huh. like push me to, to do that, to date more. I just, I just, it's hard for me to like, are you, I feel like you're picky. Are you picky? I'm picky. Are you really picky? I'm picky, but I'm also just like lazy. And I'm like, this is like interrupting my routine. Like I have to like get dressed up, pick a place, uh, you know? No, you shouldn't be picking the place. No, <laughs> the guy should be picking the place. I've had to pick the place normally. No, then that's not like a date. On most dates I've been on, I've actually like thinking about it. I've picked the place. No, you should not be picking the date. Where, what, like, unless it's like something very specific that you want to do. Hell no. I also have this other rule where I don't do uh, random new hinge dates on the weekend. I only do those during the week after work. Yeah. I'm not wasting. Yeah. I'm not wasting my fucking weekend on some dude. Yeah, it has to be like at least second or third date. Yeah, yeah you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not even. But so you're using Hinge and other apps, but mm -hmm. you're... I, I only use Hinge. Oh, you only use Hinge. Okay. Yeah, I don't like Tinder. Those guys are so grimy. And then Bumble, low-key, I honestly didn't know how to use it for like a week and was wondering why nobody was hitting me up, but you have to like hit them, like you have to go to them first. Oh, you didn't know? Yeah, not really. I mean, now I know, but then I just, uh, by that time I'd already deleted it and I'm like, this is, I think it's broken. You know? Yeah. I'm, I, it's funny because I think that the guys on Bumble are more attractive, but they really, yeah, at least here, but they don't, I feel like a lot of times I'll message them and they either don't reply to me or they'll reply to me once to like keep me in their queue and then they never answer me back. So unless I'm sending them Ew, really fuck them. Yeah. block those guys. <laughs> I know. So unless I'm sending like really bad like messages, like 
they just are like, oh, I'm just going to keep her there like in the queue. <laughs> oh my goodness. When you say really bad messages, what do you mean? I don't, I mean, I'm just like not the best on like text and I'm very like direct. Like I've gotten like oh. feedback that I'm like not flirty enough. So I'll like, and kind of looking back, mm. I'll I come off, I guess, as a little cold because I'll just be like, I just answer the question. Like, there's no like banter, and also maybe because I'm just tired, you know, of like all the bullshit. I can see that. So like, yeah. I feel like maybe sometimes like I'm just not giving a good response. Like I'm bad at text, uh, maybe, or they're just a douche. Like <laughs> that's the answer. I it prefer. could be. <laughs> I do feel like if you would have a good conversation with someone, it would be equal. Like, and you could see it from them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if they're ask, just asking you weird, random questions, like this isn't really like you're not interviewing for anything. Like you're interviewing them, like yeah. not the other way around, you know? Yes, that's true. Yeah. Fuck those guys. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> the witty banter is my favorite part though. Do you get a lot of that where, cause you're in Virginia beach right now. I am in Virginia beach and what's wild though. Well, one also, I did find out that on the dating apps here anyway, they all use all of the guys use all this, all three. So they're all the same guys are on all the same app. So it's like fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, so I stuck with Hinge because I felt you can like gauge their personalities more. And yes, I'm in Virginia Beach and this is a heavily, uh, it's a big military town. Yes. Yeah. So we get a constant rotation of new men like every few months. Well, that can be a positive. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. That No, yeah, it is. It's, well, I mean, I don't feel, oh, this is going to sound horrible. But I do feel a lot of the time the military guys, they're not really I'm sure there's some looking for relationships, but they just seem very like in transition. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just like, you know, they're gonna they know they're gonna leave. I know they're gonna leave, and I'm not marrying them. So it's like, you know, he should go find someone else that if he wants, you know, something like that, I guess. So are a lot of guys then you're dating on going on dates with, are you going into it thinking it's just a fling? I literally just go just to see what happens and like have a good time. I don't like, okay, so I don't really consider like a bar a date. So if like a guy was like, oh, let's go to this bar or something. I'm like, okay, yeah, we can go. But I don't consider that a date. You know what I mean? I feel like out of all the guys that I've met and went on dates with, literally only a handful of them have actively like I don't, I don't know what the word is like court yes like courtship you yeah. know what I mean yeah <laughs> like I, there's literally only a f handful of men that have done that to me out of literally I've gotten so many fucking hinge dates it's like I I've stopped recently I think it was like end of November I stopped just because like the holidays and I had so much shit but that's what it feels like so then what type of dates if you if you don't consider a bar a date like where like what would you consider is it like dinner or like an activity like what like what i don't i'm not familiar with virginia beach so like what's like oh, the vibe oh, okay. like yeah so virginia beach is kind of like a surfer town a little bit but a little bit more city-ish i guess it's just like a well it's like a weird area because you have all those military people here and then there is it's it is a tourist town I guess you could say. I honestly don't know why people go on vacation here, but it <laughs> happens. It's literally like 20 degrees outside. But anyway, yeah. So I would consider it like the guy, a date to me would be a guy actively like trying to plan something. Like, oh, I'm going to go like, do you, we talk like uh, this. Okay, this is going to sound horrible. Uh, so uh, what we did was super illegal. He was like, <laughs> hey, you want to go with me? I'm going to go look for some tree plants. You know what I mean? And I was like, okay, because he makes like little bonsai trees. Okay. Um, and he's like, you, and I wanted to him to teach me how to do it. 
And he had texted me one day. He's like, hey, I'm going to go into the woods. <laughs> this sounds so sketch. I'm going to the woods and get some bonsai cuttings or clippings or whatever it's called. Do you want to come with? I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. And he's like, okay. And then then we had lunch, uh, dinner or lunch or whatever after. So that w- I would consider more of that as a date, as an activity, like where I didn't have to plan anything, you know, that kind of thing. When it's like the first hinge thing, it, it's usually at a bar, right? Mm-hmm. And so I usually just call that like a meeting, like a meetup. <laughs> that's that's fair. Kind of like an intro, yeah. like get to know you. Are you a serial killer? <laughs> yeah, preliminary interview. If you're a serial killer or organ harvester. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. that was the one thing I was always scared of. I mean, it's fair assumption. Like you never know who you're going to get. Yeah. And honestly, there was just something in the news in Northern Virginia. This guy got arrested because he was doing that. He was like meeting women on dating apps well, this is the a red flag here. He they went back to his motel. Oh God! One, I don't. Yeah, a motel, not a hotel. So an M, not a H. And he uh, murdered them, and like put him in. He was called the shopping cart killer. <gasps> yeah, it just it literally. This was like a few weeks ago. He got a month ago, maybe a few weeks ago. He got caught. This is gonna sound horrible, but um, he would lure them into his motel room. You know, do whatever, murder them, chop them up, and he left them in like shopping carts oh, in like public places. My God. Yes. This is like straight out of a movie. Like, I know, right? <laughs> like, one, well, first of all, one, you shouldn't go to a motel room with someone you just met online that you know nothing about. Oh, it's so scary. Oh, my God. At least do a, like a, like a f- reverse phone search, you know, just to make sure they're giving you their real name. Yeah. Yeah, motel, motel is just sketchy. Even like a hotel, yeah. like kind of creeps me out a little bit. Like if it's someone I don't know. Yeah, I seriously, but it just makes I feel like I would rather get murdered in a hotel than a motel. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. If I was gonna get murdered, fuck. Yeah. Let me write that down. That's actually a really good joke. <laughs> Let me write that down. I'm gonna add that to my set list. <laughs> Hold on. Oh my god. Uh, hotel versus motel murder. So, what else is it like dating in Virginia Beach? So you have a lot of the military guys. You're using Hinge. Yeah, there is such a wide variety of men. It's literally like a huge Skittles bag. I'll just some of the fun dates I've been on. I went on a date with a, I've been on a date with a few Navy SEALs. Those are always hot. Those guys are always fucking hot. Literally just like hot. Uh, I can't explain it. And they're like fun too. And they're kind of a little crazy. You know, I guess they kind of have to be. I've been on dates with pilots. They're a little bit nerdy. But they're kind of fun. They're uh, all of them are like fucking players, though. That's what I've figured out. The pilots are players. The pilots and the navy. Like, I want to say probably probably seventy five percent of the military guys are probably players. Is and that's because they're just coming in and out, or I think yeah. so. I think it's because they really don't have a tie down to a specific like you know they're all like from nowhere from you know they get stationed here right and they they know that so they kind of i think that's just like the mindset going in anyway like why settle down if i'm gonna leave exactly exactly um let me see i've been on with like musicians comedians regular guys that are also very awesome (laughs) Just regular old people. <laughs> Just regular people. I'm going to say I think there was some college coaches, all all kinds of different ones, but the funnest ones are definitely the military guys. They are the funnest. They know how to go- have a good time. Half of them are like raging alcoholics. Is that why they're having a good time? Because they just like... Yeah, that is exactly why they're having a good time is because they're raging alcoholics. Uh, who knows why? Probably various reasons, but... um. But I love our military. I don't want anyone to think I don't. I, my dad yeah. was in the military for 30 years. Yeah. So it's just a, it's just what I see like anecdotally. Like I see it yeah. everywhere. Yeah. 
So then do you think that you'll settle down with someone in Virginia Beach if this is the clientele that you have there? Or um, you, you know what, honestly, so I was married for seven years. And I was with my ex husband for a total of 10. I am never getting married again. Okay. Like at all. Like I just like that whole the paperwork, the legality of it, and then trying to separate everything afterward was such a fucking headache. Those seven years were not worth this last few months of me trying to figure out how to detach myself, like off paperwork from him, like at all. Gotcha. I mean, you know what I mean? Maybe I'm still bitter and traumatized, but I do, I kind of had this change of heart where I want to kind of be like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, like just because, you know, they never got married and they've just like been together for like 50 years or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I just feel like that's a little bit more romantic. Right. You know what I mean? I don't really see, I would have a, like, I would have a cohabitating life partner, but I would never get legally married again. Gotcha. Would I settle in Virginia Beach? Probably. I don't know. This place is nice. But I don't like uh, winter, so I don't really see myself staying here that long, like, for the rest of my life. Gotcha. Yeah. So I guess when you're going into these dates, like, it's it's okay if these yeah, guys are... Yeah, it's okay. To me, it's okay if they don't work out. I don't... I try not to focus on the, like, potential mm -hmm. of the guy that I'm going on a date with. I just, like, focus on, like, what's happening in the moment. And, you know, sometimes it's a good time. Sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's boring. But if it doesn't work out, I'm like not pressed about it. There's like a million guys. I can like throw my rock out my window and ask the guy if he wants to go on a date and he'd probably say, yeah. Like there's so many men here because of the military. Like there's so many men everywhere. You need to go to San Diego. That's where the bases are. That's where, that's yes. where, the, that's where the other Navy SEALs are. The Navy SEALs are in San Diego and, and here. Yes, they I yeah, so you, they are in San Diego. Yes. Yeah, you need to go down there and get one. Yeah, that's kind of funny that <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, it's only a 2-hour drive actually. Is it only 2 hours? Girl, me, how yeah. I haven't you gone yet? It's kind of funny cuz I've been to San Diego but not since I actually moved to LA. It's like one of those places that's close but far enough that it's like a pain to get to and I still have to like plan time to go, uh -huh. so I just like haven't haven't done it yet. But I'm going in March, actually. I'm going for an event. You're going in March. Do you want me to get a list of all the places the hot guys are, the Navy <laughs> SEAL guys? Yes. I will. I will. I'll get it to you. I'll, te I'll text it to you because one of my homegirls is from San Diego, and she knows where all the hot guys are at. So I'll, I'll find out, and then I'll scoot that little <gasps> list over to you. You got to keep me posted, though. Yes. And let me know if you find anyone. Yes. I, I would love that list. And if you get married, you, I'm invited to the wedding. <laughs> yes. I would preferably love to be the flower girl. Okay. Done. Done deal. Oh, yes. Oh, my dreams are coming <laughs> true. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yeah. No, but it's kind of funny that you're saying that because, um, I mean, there's obviously a lot of men in LA, but I definitely don't have an easy time getting a date here. Like it's like hard. Really? Why not? You're super adorable. Oh, thank you. They're just, the guys are picky here too. Guys are very picky. Like I feel like it goes both really? ways. Yeah. There's a different standard of beauty out here. Because, you know, it's all the actors and models and like mm. people have like work done and like professional photography. So like there's been times like I've gone up to guys at bars and I'm like, hey, like I'm Ashley. And they're like, hi. 
and they just walk away. Or Ew. They, or they like don't even Gross. reply. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. Like dead serious. Ew. You didn't want to go on a date with those guys anyway. Fuck them. Right, no, right. No, that's horrible. I know. So like eventually like I shifted my mentality that I'm exactly what you said. Like, all right, these aren't the guys for me. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a, you dodged a bullet, baby mm-hmm. girl. That's yeah. what happened. Right. Hell no. Yeah. So it's just kind of funny that it's like completely different like personas and men like you have these like military guys out there that are like willing to go on dates and then out here like Mm. it's kind of funny because I had experienced that when I was meeting guys like a lot of them were like looking for relationships or like kind of love bombing but then my other friends were having guys that were total like fuck boys and just like looking for one night stands and stuff so you kind of get a mix of everything out here but the guys I, I feel like sometimes are as picky as as the girls, so. Wow. I mean, yeah, I do. I can see that being a very image-driven area. hmm I wish I could throw a rock out my window and uh, <laughs> that'd make my life. That actually sounds, that actually sounds like really shitty, but honestly, there's just like so many different men here. It's just like, it's just, it's just like a lot of men. So uh, there would you come visit me. You want to come visit me next time? Yeah. Come to Virginia Beach. I'll take you around. Yeah. Well, I'll find you someone. Watch. Perfect. Perfect. I've never been, so. What? Well, there's honestly, there's really nothing. Well, if you're going to come, come in the summertime because there's really, it's way too cold after after Halloween. And it's like yeah. April after, between April and Halloween. Come, if you come, if you come out here, call me. We'll go out. <laughs> Perfect. Well, yeah, because I'm sure it's also like a tourist season in the summer too. And I bet you get all those people. You get a lot of tourists. And then sometimes too, um, we do have a lot of big conventions here. So you'll meet like random people like out and about or whatever. That's how Hawaii was. Because everyone on Hawaii, um, I used to live in Hawaii. I was a, when I lived in Hawaii, I was a teacher. I was a ninth grade algebra teacher. And that's where I divorced my husband in Hawaii. So when I divorced my husband, I had like six months until I left uh, the state, you know, to move uh, back to the mainland, America. So we call it mainland. Like if you're in Hawaii, you call the US mainland. Okay. And since there's so many tourists or there's like conventions, literally every single guy, if he wasn't military, he was just someone that was visiting. So that was wild. So I literally figured out a way to utilize that to my advantage. And I became a like pseudo tour guide for these like these hot men that like they were and they made money because I mean you're in, if you're on vacation in Hawaii you got a little money stacked up somewhere you know or like your work is paying for it so I ended up using uh, the dating apps and I became a tour guide and so what I would do I'd make friends with these guys and you know I'd show them around take them out and then to thank me they would just pay for all my shit and then I would go home wait so okay so you would go on the dating apps and like tell these like become friends with these guys and tell them you would be their tour guide then they would just well a lot of times like so I should probably let me re let me back it up a little bit so yeah I'd match with guys I'd make friends with them network whatever you know they would ask they're like oh we're here on vacation do you know a good spot for this do you know a good spot for that and low-key I'm not gonna lie I used to be like yeah I know a couple local spots but I can't tell you where it's at I have to take you there like we don't give out the address smart and of course they're gonna be like oh my god we gotta go honestly if they just fucking googled what it was <laughs> they'd find the fucking address but that's how i hate to say it but that's how dumb, dumb some guys are <laughs> don't get me wrong i love men i love love, love men but you know low-key i mean there's i'm pretty sure there's stupid women too but Met these finance men. There was a lot. A lot of times, it was like fin- finance guys, yep. <laughs> lawyers, like that. You know that kind of industry, like you know whatever. For being so fucking smart, 
I didn't really scam them because I mean, I told them like, you know, I'd take them to all these places and, um, you know, they'd pay like, you know, for my food or if there was like an entrance fee, if we were going to go do an activity, like they would just add me to their group. And it was awesome. I fucking loved it. That's amazing. So my last six months in Hawaii after I filed for my divorce was literally the best time of my life. What island were you on also? Oahu. Okay. My two yeah. friends um, also lived on Oahu. Mm. And I had interviewed right. them too. Yeah. And they-, they Ooh, What'd they say? So they they loved Oahu. They had the time of their life there. They said it changed their lives forever. And they said, they also mentioned huge military base, which made something mm -hmm. dating difficult. Yeah. And that it was really small, just the population wise. So like they said, you know, there a lot of time there was like dating around their circles, but also with the tourists coming in, they didn't do what you did, but they said like tourists would come in so they could get over someone really quickly. And also a lot of times like tourists would kind of act like they were in Vegas a little bit. And it's actually a really horrible thing that like when people go on vacation to Hawaii and they call it like a Disneyland, but there's, um, so I might get a little political here, but um, there's a lot of inequality and inequity in that state to make it feel like it's a Disneyland. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. For tourists. So, but yeah, I can, I can see that. Um, yeah. yeah. Or do they still live there? Tell them to do what I did. They they live here. They live on the mainland now, but they but they okay. want to go back maybe one day. So I can suggest that if they yes. ever do. No, tell them to do that. It's so easy. And the best one is Tinder. I used all the different ones, but to find the guys that are just there for a short time with the lots of money that'll t you know take you everywhere, um, Tinder is the best one for that. And I never had I never had sex with any of those men, and they they had the time of their life. I did show them like a great time. So I mean, I'm they can't they couldn't be mad. Yeah. Well, you know? and I was in, I visited Maui for a month. I stayed at my friend's house and I almost did the opposite of you. Like, I feel like guys uh -huh. could have actually done what you did to me, but they just like didn't think of it because I was like on the apps messaging guys and was like, Hey, I'm only in town for like a month. What should I do? And they're like telling me all the secrets, like, Oh, go to this beach, go to this bar, like do this, do that. And then they'd be like, want to meet up? And I was like, no, <laughs> and I would just go with my friend to like... <laughs> No, yeah, that's actually real. That's good. But you know, honestly, though, if you to get the find the best spots, like the local, there wasn't a lot of local guys on the dating apps, I think, because right. the island is so small. Yeah, it was very rare that there would be uh, local guys there. But I mean, I was a teacher at the school. So like a lot of the uh, I would get in touch with a lot of like their older crowd of the people of my students, mm -hmm. you know, so and it was where I lived, I lived on the west side. So I, I loved it. It was just so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually even like a couple guys that I was messaging that I did think were like cute that I was like, oh, maybe I would meet up with them. They would unmatch me because I was <gasps> only in town. Because you were a tour. Oh, because you're only in town. Like, I feel like they were like sick of it. Like they were like another one. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, I'm sure that happens a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm sure a, a lot of times um, some of my guy friends would say like on the male side of the dating app, they would see like in the women's bios, it would say, I'm not your tour guide oh. type thing. Yeah. So it is common, but I use that to my advantage because I mean, I was like, shit, I only got six more months here. I'm trying to go to Jurassic Park. I'm trying to go skydiving. I'm trying to go surfing, swimming sharks. I use that all to my advantage. Yeah. I mean, if you're open to it, like, why not, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I know. I'm sure some people might not be comfortable, but yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. And plus, I just got out of my divorce with my ex-husband. Exactly. I made, like, a bucket list of shit I wanted to do, you know, so. So you're in Virginia Beach. You lived in Hawaii. 
And I know you mentioned to me also you, that you lived in Japan. Mm -hmm. I'm really interested to hear about what it was like for you living in Japan because I'm dying to go to Japan. Uh, oh my, I honestly, like if I could live in Japan as an American citizen, I totally would do it. It is probably one of my favorite places to live out of all the different places I've lived before. Japan by far is my number one favorite place. Dating, because I was there working for the military. I wasn't in the military, but I was working for them later when I was became like an adult. So I did date literally only military guys the whole time I was there. I did try to date a few guys that I had met out in town like, a, you know, one of the bars or nightclubs, like we switched numbers. Girl, neither of them spoke English. I do not, not know why. Like, I, you know, I guess when you say like, you can't really hear in the club anyway. So when you're like, hey, give me your number and they put it in and then you're like texting and then they're like telling you uh, they don't speak English. And I'm like, why the fuck did you give me your number then? Right. Like what just happened here? So over there though, it was a bunch of military guys, but I will, you know, I was thinking when I talked to you earlier this weekend, the biggest difference though, remember how I told you like Virginia beach is very like transitional and it doesn't feel like they're going to stay long mm -hmm. in Japan. It was actually the complete opposite. Even though they were only going to be stationed there for like three to six years, because they're out there all alone and they're in a foreign country, a lot of the times that's the first time those guys have left their state, you know, or whatever. You become like a little family. So it's almost bizarre in that aspect because my first adult, real adult boyfriend-girlfriend relationship was while I was in Japan. The guy was in the military and it didn't feel that transitional feeling like how I talk about here. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because, you know, you're, we're both, we were both like in our early twenties, I think, you know, so you're away from home. Well, he was, and then I lived off base by myself. My parents lived on the base and you're both alone for the first time, kind of, and all you have is each other and the friends you make on the military base, you know, so it seems more like closer, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Do you, do you have what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. Like you have kind of like that like connection and. Yeah. It's like almost like a deeper connection because you're in this like coming of age, like type of time in your life, you know, when you're like move out the house, get your own place. You're an adult working a real job. Like some of the friends from that group, like I'm still really good friends with to this day. And that I think when I've been there recently, like several years ago, but when I moved, moved from there, I think it was like 2010, I think, is uh, when I was living there. And I'm still friends with all of those people, like really close. So, um, and compared to other bases I've lived up in America, I haven't talked to a lot of those people at all. So I don't know if it's because you're in a foreign country and you're American and that's that connection there. But that is, was a big difference I found for me anyway. Yeah. And that makes sense because I feel like whenever anyone is in a foreign place or a foreign country, you kind of congregate with what's comfortable for you and like mm -hmm. who you know. So even like I went on a solo trip to Spain and wow, by your all by yourself, mm -hmm. my ex-boyfriend and I had broken up and I just 
went to Spain. Oh, fuck him. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. One of my homegirls is moving to Spain. Oh, really? And I'm so jealous. Yeah. Did you not find a base out there? There's actually a military base out there. Uh, Where in, in Spain? In Rota. I think in Rota. Oh, okay. I was in Madrid, Barcelona. And then I did meet a friend in Ibiza because I did not want to be there by Ooh, myself. But... Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. But I went to, um, but I was in otherwise Madrid and Barcelona by myself. Oh, that's so cool. Like, I love that you just went I wish I would have done that before I had my daughter, like just traveled by myself. That's probably my only regret. I mean, not that I regret having my daughter. Wow, that sounded horrible. <laughs> but like if I could have one thing I would have changed was I would have traveled by myself more before she was born. Yeah, it's definitely an experience. And like it, it would get lonely sometimes like at night, be- oh. in, but more so because I was in a place where people like didn't speak English well or that much um so like I like if I wanted to go to a bar or something like it's not like I could go and sit and turn to my neighbor and just start having a conversation Mm -hmm. and I was like a female alone in a foreign country so I wasn't gonna go to a club don't get human trafficked yeah right so I mean I I did meet eventually like some girls in my like I said I was staying in hostels too because I wanted to be somewhere where I could meet people so I eventually met like a couple of people um, that were also from different countries that did speak English and I would like hang out with them, but also like, they're not my friends, you know? So like we were Mm. like there with each other so that we weren't girls by ourselves. But at the end of the day, like they're not there for me. You know what I mean? It's like we would go to the club Mm. and like they would go off and do their own thing if they needed to. And like, they're like, they weren't from the US, they were from another place. So I still uh-huh. kind of had to like be very aware of my surroundings. Yeah. Um, so like it was fine. Um, I feel like if I was in the the UK or something, it would have been completely different because, mm. you know, like you're like everyone's speaking your language and it's just, it's just a different experience. Cause you know, so, but so question back to Japan. So where in Japan were, were you? Uh, we were probably and about like an hour outside of Tokyo. Okay. From where we lived on the military base. Um, Because the mil- they usually put military bases like in the middle of nowhere. We were about 30 minutes away from uh, our biggest city closest by was Yokohama. um, Like Yokohama Bay Area. And then Tokyo and like Rapungi and Shibuya and all the fun stuff was like about an hour. Okay. From where we lived. Yeah. Best part about Tokyo, Shibuya, Rapungi area is that a lot of the bars, I feel like they stayed open 24 hours or they closed at like 8 a.m. So we wouldn't even go to the clubs until like midnight, 1 a.m. We'd get out when the, like about five, then we'd go get some ramen down the street and then go the fuck home. That sounds awesome. Yeah. No, it was. It was very awesome. It was like my favorite thing to do. So I was going to ask you then, so you you were going into Tokyo then Mm -hmm. a lot to go out. Okay. Yep. Yeah. uh, That uh, Yokohama, like a lot of the, if we didn't go to the base clubs, because we didn't feel like going, you know, out, out, um, we would go Yokohama, always had some really good spots. Oh, here's another fun fact. So Japan has actually quite a few different bases. So they have uh, Navy, Army, Air Force, and Marines, whatever, but they had, they all have like multiple bases in driving distance within each other. I'd say max, maybe um, there was one, two, three, four, probably about five bases with a max. uh, The closest base would probably be about a 20 minute drive. The farthest base is like two, two and a half hours, right? So what me and my friends would do 
we would, if we were dating a guy at one base and then we broke up, we would go to the next base so that we didn't fall in like, like fuck any of their, that guy's friends or yeah. anything like that. Like, you know, yeah. or like, you know, we would switch the bases. So we got a whole new pool of men to go through and find someone to date. And then we would just keep jumping. We'd base hop. We call them base hopping. <laughs> we would base hop awesome. to the different bases. Just, I don't know, just for, I guess the variety, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense because I feel like the last thing you want is like to be stuck in the circle with that guy yeah. you dated and his friends intentionally, if you can avoid it. Uh, exactly too. Like how you were saying in Maui, it was such a small uh, island or, you know, essentially because all the, the people there that's think of that a base. It's just way fucking smaller. Like yeah. everybody knows fucking everybody. So yeah, you don't. Yeah. After you broke up with someone and you've been dating them for a while, you want to go to a different base and like for have all those people forget about you yeah you know what i mean yeah and if you go to japan if you see any concerts off base with american artists go definitely go so we used to go to all the concerts and when you go to concerts that are out in town you're going to be like one of the very few american people there so the the artists they will see you and they get excited that there's americans there and you get all the perks it oh. is. I'm telling you, like I've had I, Japan was literally probably one of the best times of my life, besides Hawaii after my divorce. <laughs> yeah, those six months, the tour guide. Yeah. So Japan's high on my list because one, I'm like a kind of an anime nerd a little bit. I love Sailor. Oh, you gotta Moon. go. Yeah, Sailor Moon. Oh, I've... Sailor Moon was my favorite when oh, I, really? I was growing up. Yes, I'm yes. like obsessed with Sailor Moon. I have a poster in my apartment and like all the stuff like. Oh my God. So I, my most prized possession, I, I forgot which one was it. She had this little headband yeah, thing the tiara. that lit up. Yes. Yeah. That I, I had one of those things. I literally just lost it. It was my prized possession from childhood. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah I loved it. And it like, you could push the sides and it would like, everything would yep. light up. Oh, yep. I love that little headband crown thing. Yeah. I was Sailor Moon for Halloween this year. I bought, I like bought like a hundred plus dollar costume custom made off Etsy. Can you send me Sure. Yes. Is it on your Instagram? Yeah, send me a picture if it's not there. No, it's not, but I have a photo. I'll find it. Yeah, yeah. please send it to me. I would love to see that. I remember one year I was Chun Li from Street Fighter. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. that costume. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, but I love her. So I've been like wanting to go just for all of that. And like I've heard about like the Hello Kitty train and just like the robot bars and like all the futuristic. Yep. That's all why I want to go to Japan. So I was like super excited when you said you lived there. Mm -hmm. And then I was also interested, I'm not sure if you had experienced this because I know you said you were dating on the bases, but I read a while ago in a book that um, in Japan, like a lot of the men, they're described as herbivore men because they're not interested in sex, like Japanese men. Oh, um, I couldn't speak on that, but knowing my the Japanese friends that I do have that are with Japanese men, they don't have that issue. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I can see that though, because there is a group I know um, it was on the news and I know uh, my neighbor actually was one of these types of guys where they just like stay home all day and don't do anything like almost like a hermit or like a recluse kind of. I had a neighbor, a Japanese neighbor guy like that. So I can see that being 
a thing there. Yeah. For sure. I read it in, I know there's like some controversy around him, but like Aziz Ansari had this book. I don't know if you've heard of it called Modern Romance. And he like, is that the one he just released? Um, I have it. It's like this. I'm holding it up right now. Let me this. see. If I see the cover, I think, is that the one? I don't, I don't think that's the one I was thinking. I think it's a little bit older. Yeah. No, I have not read that one. Yeah. So he like wrote some stuff in here about Japan and um, it was like the people there aren't like interested in sex that much. And there was like a crisis in like 2010, 2013 or something um, because like they weren't interested in sex. And there was like this kind of like catch 22 where like if women approached men, they were like turned off by it or like it was like perceived like negatively, but like men yeah. also weren't interested in sex. So they weren't approaching women and then men were going to like prostitutes and it was, and like there was a crisis where people weren't like having kids because of like this catch yeah. 22. And they so. have, they have the, uh, Japan has one of the highest elderly populations. So I, I remember reading that too, like I'm not, what is it? Like people weren't having any more, like the kid, the population wasn't growing mm -hmm. how it normally did because people weren't having kids in, um, in Japan. But I swear uh, Japanese people live forever. I had a neighbor, I think he was like 110 oh my and God. he was walking every day, chain smoking. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, mean, I think it's a green tea, honestly. Probably. I'm an avid green tea, um, proponent. Yes. It is good. I mean, it's great for you. And I yeah. feel like they're just health, like healthier over there. Like I know like Chinese food, but like chi I mean, there's American Chinese food and then like actual Chinese food. And it's like yeah. completely different. I would say like real, real Japanese food was, is very similar to like a Mediterranean diet, like lots of fish, lots of veggies, uh, pickled stuff, fermented, you know, like the like kimchi and like mm -hmm. whatnot, like in, in, out in town, it, that's like the more, it's almost like a, if you think Mediterranean, but just like an Asian version. Mm -hmm. And I could see that that's how the diet is. I would say it's hard to say like what, like Americanized Japanese. I'd say the most Americanized Japanese thing is like the way they have their sushi kind of like when they put all the shit on it and like wrap roll it and put all these like random ingredients. I'd say that would be the most Americanized version of sushi or of the Japanese food. Yeah. I feel. Um, I had some friends go to Japan like a few months before COVID hit and they were like getting sushi in gas stations that were like high quality or like in subway stations or something. Yeah. The, uh, the convenience stores in Japan will never be, can never be beat. They are literally the best things. They are the best stores I've ever been to in my life. Everything's clean. The food is fresh. The people are always fucking nice. The food is like delicious. Even just like from the you know, from the, not the counter, but the, like the open refrigerator part, you know, when you take shit out a Seven Eleven or whatever it is. Yeah. It's, it just looks fresh. Yeah. Like they put so much emphasis on their, their quality of food. I feel like even their McDonald's tastes better. <laughs> Probably. Like I'm being dead ass. Like yeah. their McDonald's tastes like cleaner or fresher somehow. Yeah. I can believe it. Oh, this is another thing I do like about the military towns. People that I haven't seen, like I saw randomly at a base somewhere, like once or twice or at a club that was like an American person. I talked to them for like two seconds. I've met them in bases in other parts of the world. And it's so wild. Like it's such a, it's like a huge world, but it's so small. So you could meet them in Japan, for example, and meet them again in Hawaii in a base. Yep. And that's happened. Yep. 
Oh my god! I've met guys and or, or and their girl or girlfriend, like you know, girlfriends out in town in Japan, like at a bar or at a club, and I've seen them later on in Hawaii or even here. So it's it's just insane. I mean, I, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I feel like it's like random things like that will happen, especially in a community like that where you are like moving around also from place to place. Yeah, you know, you would think so because a lot of times like the bases are um, like the military jobs and like the types of things that they do are specific to specific bases. Mm-hmm. And a lot sometimes, even if it's like one base in Japan and like one in America, they'll like go to that, go to the one in America and then like go back to that same one in Japan and then move somewhere else. But like all those jobs are like, I don't know how to explain this. Um, like if they're working on like maybe some type of plane, right? A specific type of plane, like maybe only four bases have that plane. So those guys will just rotate between those four bases. Obviously, there's more, and I'm just really overgeneralizing it, but that was just to give you the gist of the idea. That makes sense. And I've actually reconnected with a guy I dated before in Japan here in Virginia Beach. Just randomly. Yeah. Yeah. And we actually dated for a while. I'd say a few months. Um until it until it ended. But it was fun. And it was like neat because you had that kind of like connection and history. And all those memories that, you know, you can talk about from living in a similar place. Yep. So it, it was it was really cool. That's funny. From Japan yeah. to Virginia Beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who would have thought? You know, you never you, you never know. I mean, that even though that relationship like crashed and burned, like I uh, it was a good time. I I had fun. So I'm not I'm not mad about it. Or I was mad, but not anymore. <laughs> I mean, you learn something from every relationship, I feel like, even the ones that don't end as as well as you were hoping. So mm-hmm. well, it's been your favorite lesson. Mine? Yeah. Honestly, like trust your gut and communication. Ooh, that's a good one. Because my relationship that I had, um, my last one, there was some communication missing and I knew that deep down. And Mm -hmm. I just kept moving forward with it anyways, even though I knew deep down that it wasn't working. And I was in it a lot longer than I should have been. Yeah, I'm going to co-sign on that for you (laughs) because this was the wildest thing. Oh my gosh, another thing. So I used to live in San Francisco also, and I dated this one guy. I hadn't seen him since 2006. He popped up on my Instagram recently so we reconnected, but I haven't seen him probably in like 15 years or something like yet. Yeah, no, maybe like 10 to 13 years, you know? Um, and we had dated in San Francisco. I'm like, okay, I'll try this again. But he lived in New York. But I was like, okay, long distance, whatever. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But then he started, like things he's saying weren't adding up to me. And I had that gut feeling. And okay, fun fact, I used, like, so one of my most irrational yet completely rational fears was is that i'm going to be human trafficked um so i always well not always not not anymore i've like kind of calmed down a little bit because i think it was a little extreme but i would do like a heavy ass background check on people i met online just because i was so nervous and i had stopped doing it and then i was talking to the guy that was from san francisco and lived in um, new york now and he, like some of the things he was saying just like didn't add up. And um, he had mentioned having to go to court. And I was like, oh, that sucks. What happened? He's like, oh, it was reckless driving. I was going super fast in a residential. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's right. I mean, he, I remember him having like a kind of like a sports car before. So I'm like, oh, that's not out of the ordinary for him. But he started kind of like 
love bombing. And I'm like, ooh, this is weird. Mm -hmm. I legit just because he said he had court, you know, all that shit's public record. I looked it up. He had went to jail for domestic violence <gasps> and stalking and shit. And oh I was like, my God. I dodged a fucking bullet. Always trust your gut, people. Fuck that shit. Oh, my God. And I actually called him out on it because he started – I kind of just, like, tried to back away because I've dealt with guys like that before. And, I, you know, if you cut it off super hard, I, I didn't know if you maybe he was going to drive down here. You know, you never yeah. fucking know and fucking kill me, you know? Mm -hmm. So I kind of just, like, backed off a little bit. And then he started being like, yo, is something wrong? What's up? Da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, yeah, I'm just kind of – you know, I what you said didn't make sense to me the other day and I had found online – you know, that you were actually arrested for domestic violence, stalking and all that other shit. He's like, no, that was some random person in the bar that I punched because they were talking shit. I'm like, oh you don't my get God. domestic violence no. charges on a stranger. No. Like that doesn't happen. Yeah. I'm like, can't fool me, motherfucker. And then I just like blocked him off everything. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Like I didn't have to deal with it anymore after that. Yeah. Always trust your gut. That's crazy. Yeah. That if anything, that would have been like an assault. That's that any better, like an assault charge. Not, domestic violence is like a completely different. They had to have lived together. Mm -hmm. They had to be cohabitating, I think, for it to be domestic violence. I think that's what I looked up when I, this was like, I think last summer. Oh, recent. My God. Not last summer, two summers ago. Oh. I apologize. Oh. Two summers ago. Yeah. Still close. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. I forgot I was like dating the other guy. I was like, oh shit, not him. It's Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Was he also um, military or was he a different? Oh, he was um, a regular person. Like he, <laughs> when I lived in San Francisco, I was like going to school out there. He was just like another college kid, like worked, um, worked at the retail store with me. Um, we had the same mutual friends. We kind of went on dates, you know, in San Francisco. But then um, after I graduated from school in San Francisco, I moved back to Japan. So I'd never seen him ever again until I came back to Virginia Beach and he popped up on my Instagram as like, you know, people you may know type shit. I'm laughing because I, I know people that like have reconnected through like the whole Instagram, like people you may know, or like you pop up on a story and they DM like years, years later. So I'm sorry that happened, but it's kind of funny that. <laughs> oh girl, that was, that was a bullet dodged. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you ever, um, I think one of the easiest things for a background check that's free. Have you ever talked about truepeoplesearch.com? No, I've never heard of that. Oh, perfect. So, okay. So if anyone else is being scared of human trafficked, what I do, uh, when you finally get the person's number, go to the website, www.truepeoplesearch.com. And it pulls all public records into one spot. And you can just put a phone number. I don't know if you can see it. You can mm -hmm. put a phone number in there and search. And most of the time, something will pop up. If it doesn't pop up, that means they've either, they've either deleted their information or it's a texting app. So either way, that's not a good sign, I feel. So that's just, it's just like a background check app. So it'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's free. And it'll t it'll you can make sure the person's name is real, their age is real. Let me give you an example. Uh, let me see. I don't think. Let me find someone because I I actually deleted my information off of the website because my I found I found my info on there and I was like, oh fuck this. It has your address. <gasps> this is why you got to delete it. It has your address, current address, any re uh, and like the three previous addresses. How do they? Get 
is this legal? It's like, connected to the phone number. It's connected to your phone number and it's anything public records that you've ever put your phone number on. So anytime um, there was like some kind of public record thing, whatever, it's on there. But you can um, request to take it off and they'll they'll take it down right away. But not a lot of people know about this website. So anytime I like this stuff comes up, I always like bring it up because that's fucking scary. Like my address, you know, like your address is on there. Like people can go to your fucking house. That's not cool based on your phone number. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the guy that I caught that I thought might have been cheating, um, he, you know, his text, I have an Apple phone. So his text bubbles came green and I was like, ew. But, and when <laughs> I searched the number, nothing came up. So I'm like, oh, this is a texting app for sure. We went on our first date. He had an iPhone. I was like, oh, this motherfucker's cheating on his wife. I was like, yeah, we're done. We're not doing this anymore. Isn't that wild? That fucking website. That is make sure insane. you take your take your information off there. Okay. Yeah, I just googled how to get rid of it. Your mom had my my mom advice for the day. Yeah. Trust your gut and take your information off the truepeoplesearch.com. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I'm pulling up this phone number of this guy that I used to date, and all his shits on here it has age, birthday, or birth month and year, current address, associated names, one, two, three. All his recent addresses in the past 10 years, all relatives, associates. And then if you click on their name, it goes to their profile. Yeah. So you can literally get anybody's fucking information on here. And and it's um but, but sometimes I pulled it up and it's like really old info, you know. So I mean of guys or whatever, but I mean, as long as I feel if their name matches their uh birth day or birth year or how old they are matches or age matches what they say and um you don't ever any have any weird other gut feelings about it they're probably okay to meet up with <laughs> yeah yeah at least i mean at least you'll know if someone's catfishing you at the very least oh yeah that too. you know i've never been catfished that i know of oh really yeah i've been wanting to like meet up with someone and like them be a totally different person you've wanted that to happen well, yeah, you know what? This is gonna sound <laughs> shitty. Um, so I use a lot. Of, I use a lot of my dating app, uh, the dating apps for like content stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. But no, I only really talk about like the shitty guys. I don't talk about yeah, like the, nice, the nice guys that I've gone on a date with that either didn't work or they've become really good friends of mine. And I think it's my ability to like kind of detach mm -hmm. myself and be more curious about the person themselves. I guess. And then, you know, ask them to come on the podcast. So. Well, also, if you're, you have all the military people that aren't looking yeah. for anything serious. So I feel like that's also making it easy to to detach when you're like. That's true, too. Yeah. And also, like, I think I'm so traumatized, like, that I don't believe in marriage anymore, that I'm just like, just like living in the now. And it's just like, what the fuck ever. And can I ask, and if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. Like, was it what happened in the ma the marriage to lead to the divorce that's the trauma or just like the divorce or you know i don't you know what it is it's i think there was a lot of non-communication and you know when you get married you feel like this is someone that you should be honest completely open with like there should be no like major secrets you know what i mean and so the reason I divorced my ex-husband, we had been having issues. He, um, he got addicted to opiates really bad. 
And I was helping him through that process, you know, of trying to be, be trying to be in recovery. And then one time I legitly, I legit came home and there was like a whole ass bitch in my house. And then that's when I was like, yo, you do not love me. Yeah. So the reason for the divorce was essentially, you know, you feel like you love someone and you help take care of them. And then they do something that totally betrays all the love you are putting in when they were going through their issues, you know, and they betray you during the time where, where you're helping them and then they betray you. And at that point I was like, yeah, he didn't love me and this is fucking stupid. And I'm, I thought about my daughter and I was like, if this was happening to her, what would I, what would I tell her? I would tell her she needs to fucking leave him. And that's what I would hope she would do. So I was like, I have to be that example, you know? And that was really hard too, because I mean, when I divorced uh, my ex-husband, my daughter was just fucking born. So I think we left the island. Uh, she was a little bit over a year old when I left with her, I think, you know? But yeah, no, that was, I think that was like the eye opener for me. There, I guess the reason why I am living my life kind of just like in the moment, whatever happens, happens. Like I'm not looking for a guy. Well, I'm not looking for a guy. I'm not looking for a, someone to settle down with. I'm literally, when I got divorced, I made a fucking bucket list of all the things, like if money, time, and money, t money and time were never an issue, all the different things I wanted to do, like even if it was as little as like, I don't know, doing yoga an hour like five times a week or four times a week or three, whatever, all the way to like learn how to fly a plane. Like I had like, I, my list is fucking huge, you know? And I told myself, I'm just going to go through my fucking list because this is my fucking life. I'm essentially just going to take in lovers now, you know? So, cause I'm never getting married. Just, I think, cause I just feel that, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to, I don't know if I'm going to be able to trust someone like that again to the point where I would feel that vulnerable, you know? So. Yeah, that's, that's difficult. Um, yeah. I'm 37, by the way. So, I mean, I'm a lot, I've had a lot of life experience too. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I just feel like also there's like, there's so much pressure to, to find a partner and like marriage specifically. And like, I don't necessarily know if, like, if I want to get married, like I'm kind mm. of, like going with the flow. Um, I'm also not like actively dating because I have like other priorities. Like I have like a bucket list of things that I want to do. Mm -mm. Part of some of that's career oriented. Do that bucket list, baby. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. And it's kind of like if I meet someone great, but it's not at the top of my, the list. And I'm like, yeah, the way, cause I do actually get that question a lot. They're like, you know, like how come I'm not you know, actively dating someone, you know, just like for my friends and like random people I meet up, like whatever. And I feel that like when you find a partner, you know, a boyfriend or whoever, they should literally just be like the cherry on top of your Sunday, you know, and that's it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So if it starts to feel like it's becoming more than the cherry on top, then I feel like there's something needs to be assessed. Like, as part as in regard to like your own, I guess, internal happiness or, you know, something inside, you know, I get there's like people that like love to be around each other so much. But I don't know, I just when 
I, I, you know, I've seen, I'm sure you've seen it too. Like with your friends, like, you know, when they find a significant other and they kind of like disappear, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that's understandable. Um, but yeah, like literally dating or finding a boyfriend or a partner should just be a cherry on top. Yeah. I, I always say like, I just want someone that adds to my life and like elevates yeah. what I'm doing. Not like, I know a lot of times like, Oh, my other half. I'm like, I don't want another half. I want yeah. someone to like elevate, like my whole yep. and I don't like I'm busy like I don't want to have to like mm-hmm. entertain someone else I want someone that fits into my life I don't want to adjust my life for another person yeah um and some yeah. there's I feel like most people aren't like that or looking not looking for someone like that so that's so yeah. wild to me now that like after I've been divorced and whatnot whatever I've been on so many dates with so many different types of guys it just like perplexes me when that comes about in like conversation I'm just like holy fuck I, this actually just happened to me. I was, um, so I have been messaging people on hinge. I have to reply to some people cause I got busy and forgot for a couple days. <laughs> um, I'm an asshole, but I was messaging this one guy and he actually seemed, he kind of looked like he could be a douche, but he actually in talking to him seemed really nice. But then mm-hmm. we started talking more and I was like, Oh, like, I do roller skate class. I'm working on some projects. I do this. And as soon as he kind of got the vibe that I was like busy and I have like hobbies, stopped replying. <laughs> like just nothing. That is so fascinating. And honestly, to me, that's like a red flag. Same thing with like the love bombing stuff, especially in the text when it's like very beginning in the text messages. I've like matched with so many guys. And like if you, there's been some where like if you don't, reply fast enough they get all fucking Mm -hmm. crazy and like weirded out like are you ghosting me i'm like it's been like four hours and i'm at fucking work like yeah i'm not ghosting you i'm fucking busy (gasps) yeah you know like i'm a real adult with like real responsibilities you know yeah but those yeah red flag that's my biggest red flag is that fucking those those types of guys but uh, you know what's wild some girls like that stuff and i'm just like uh yeah it's like it's like that what's that tv show with the crazy guy uh, you. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That one. It's like that. It's like you want a man like that. I'm like, oh, God, bitch, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. Like I have. Maybe they are. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Like I have some <laughs> friends that yeah, they, they, they want the attention. Like they want to be texted all the time and like they, they crave it. And I'm like, I would go insane. Like every I'm like, that's not healthy. Big three day rule. I know I'm like a big three day rule fan. Like in the beginning, I'm what's like, that? what's that? What's the three day rule? Oh, it's like you go on the date and like you wait three days to like text them, you know, or like, really? I, I just like need my space. Like I'm like, okay, I don't know. I, can, I feel that. I feel it makes that. me like, I don't know. It makes me like more attracted. I'm like one of those fucked up people where it mm. like makes me more attracted when you like make me like wait and you're not like in my face all the time. But then like once we're in the relationship, like obviously text me every day, but in the beginning, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. just relax. <laughs> I can see that where it's like initially it's, it could be too much anxiety. You know, I can see how that would manifest. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So essentially I've just discovered that, you know, I'm just gonna have a good time and whatever happens, happens. I mean, I think I've, you know, I'm at a point in my life where I feel like my close friends, you know, my girlfriends and my guy friends are like way more important because I don't have any real family that lives here in Virginia Beach. Like I have a a couple cousins and an aunt and uncle, but my family family like lives on the, um, in, I think they're in Arizona now. So my friendship circle is like now my family. And I would 
rather be with any of them, you know, before mm-hmm. anybody else, any yep. uh, like random dude I was seeing, you know, if I yeah. had to choose like mm-hmm. now, nah, you know, I'm, I'm, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it'll all work itself out someday, even if it's not in Virginia beach and it's somewhere else, or maybe there'll be a military man coming on his way in that sweeps you away and <laughs> i am never dating another military guy ever again i was actually gonna ask you like <laughs> ne- uh I, I i do go out with a lot of military guys but really it's like uh if we're all gonna go to the bars like and it, like usually it'll be like in big groups you know there's like a couple that are like my friends that are still in the military that um are probably you know but i'm probably not gonna like actively look for a military guy anymore it's just like very trauma not traumatizing i shouldn't say that there's just so many different factors that I've, and I feel like I've dealt with all of them and I don't want to deal with them any ever again. God, that sounds horrible. Don't feel jaded, anyone. <laughs> Date those military guys. <laughs> it's just been my experiences, obviously. You know, I'm, I talk about this on my podcast too, like how, um, like nobody should date me. And like, if they date me, they have like trauma and they need to go to therapy because uh, of uh, how, when people are attracted to like, I don't understand how people can be like a guy could be attracted to me just because like the way I am as a person. And I'm like, you know, I'm I'm not like kind of like you, like, I'm not going to text back right away. Like, I might not even see it for several hours, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so if that's like, you know, an issue, sometimes I don't feel like going outside to like out to on a date or even just to meet up. Like, I like my I like my space, you know? Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean they shouldn't go out with you, though. It's just like finding like, I feel like that's why I also have such a hard time finding a guy because it's hard to find those guys that accept that because I also think in society, there's like this expectation that women are like, swooning over the guys and like, wanting the guy's attention. And then there's but there's a lot of independent women that are doing their own thing. And for a lot of men, they're not used to that. So yeah, that's been uh, my problem. I think out of all the guys that I've matched with, like in the past, what is it? Few months, like five months, literally only. Yeah, the two, the two guys, like they understand that I'm a busy person. And like, we go out on dates, or we go hang out and we go do activities. But like, if I don't, respond or if I don't call you back I mean I'll do it eventually but like when I'm well not when I'm ready but like when I can actively plan something like you know I'm just not going to talk to talk for no reason you the know same way I'm the, even with my friends like I never text them just to be like hey what's up I text them if I'm like making a plan or if I have a specific reason otherwise like I'll see you when I see you and then we'll mm-hmm. talk like, in person <laughs> You know, I'm just like very like go go go. <laughs> yeah, no, that yeah, that's how I yeah, that's how I am too. And then especially when I have my daughter here, I'm really go go go. And my time is my time is less because I have my daughter. So uh, usually, so when my daughter leaves, I can go buck wild. But uh, the first month, but um, no, normally when she's here, I when she's here, I never go on dates. It's very 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 rare. Maybe if. You know, it's like an event event. Like if it's like a concert or like something major, I'll go on a date when my daughter's, uh, you know, um, here with me and not with her dad. So, you know, I got to get it in when I can. Yeah. And I'm sure that makes it more difficult too. If it's like, if you like were hitting it off with someone and then you have to slow it down and then pick it back up. Like, yeah. Like ebbing. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of times, a lot of times the guys don't like that when you make them wait. 
Mm-hmm. And then they, um, I've had so many, like I've met so many guys on Hinge and then they, you know, they thought fo- we follow each other on Instagram. And then if I don't like get respond to them fast enough, they fucking delete me or block me. <laughs> I've and had I'm that like, happen God, too. you're a fucking <laughs> pussy. God, get it together with your mommy issues. Jesus. I had one guy like message me and honestly, I didn't even open his message because he was kind of creeping me out a bit. And I was like, I just don't even want to like click on this. And I like posted an Instagram story before I opened it. And he like flipped out and started like harassing me on like Instagram. Oh, DM. yeah. No red flag. And then unfollowed me, then started harassing me on text. And then when I didn't reply, went back to Instagram after he unfollowed me and continued to harass me on DM. And it was just like comical at that point. I had never that even is... met him in person. We had, yeah. hadn't even met up yet. That was, was funny. I've had the same shit happen to me. It literally just happened. Let me let me look what this fucking text was. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, man. Oh, my like, God. I'm going to let you read this because I'm like, no one's going to believe me. They bruise, you bruise their ego and they just go yeah. crazy. On each coast, I I guess. (laughs) I was in um, Colorado a few weeks ago and I, you know, um, some guy was messaging me. I'm like, yo, I'm in Colorado. I'll talk to you later, you know? And um, I was like, I'm in Colorado. I don't know if you can read this. Okay. I'm in Colorado. You said, then he goes, I'm a few hours away. If you head down now, Uh, you didn't catch the joke. Okay. And then look at the, yeah, look at the times and the dates. Next day, done talking to me. Next day, weird. You go question mark. Then I send the question mark. Just want to know why you ghosted me. But then again, you don't have to tell me anything. You're like, ghost you. I didn't ghost anyone. Just because I don't respond right away doesn't mean I'm ghosting. I'm legit busy. Are you okay? And he goes, all right. <laughs> so salty. Like, Yeah, that's my favorite thing to ask. So like when someone's being giving me an attitude, are you okay? the best comeback is, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, because oh then it totally like. I've, I'm, this is going to sound horrible, but I said this to someone and they cried. So obviously they weren't okay. And then we figured that out. But I was like, don't take your anger out on me. Like, I haven't done anything to you. You know, like, are you okay? And then, you know, that happens. All right. That's how I even feel with like internet trolls. Like anytime someone like comments something on like mean to me, I'll like reply back and they like, don't say anything. And I'm like, you just were like had a bad day like god do people still do that yeah i like posted like a reel today and someone was like your eyes are ugly or like something like that i was like like, what okay how old are you actually 30 oh okay okay god damn who are these people get fucking trolls i don't get it yeah i don't even have time to be a troll like i wish i had that much amount of time I was, I was, I was, what was I, an hour late to this, our Zoom, our yeah. squad cast call? I, I, yeah. I'm sorry. But like, still, I have no time. Holy shit. Well, it's, it's rough out here in the wild, isn't it? Yeah. People truly sit there and they're just scrolling like, you're ugly. Those are, what do you, what did you call those guys? Uh, the, the thing, uh, the name that they called it in the article about those guys in Japan that weren't having kids. They just, oh, like, the herbivore, were, the herbivore Yeah, man. that's what those are. Yeah, that's them. Or and like um, when the when they get, but those guys, the Japanese, the Japanese guys aren't very confrontational, and they don't really talk shit like that. So it's like the I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily call them an incel. I would call the the ones in your Instagram troll the Instagram troll probably incels. <laughs> yeah. Damn, it's tough out here. God, talk just think mm-hmm. like talking to you about this and thinking about it, I'm like, damn, like it's been fun, 
but like not a good time, but it's been fun, you know, like, I know that's why it's like bittersweet because again, like my friends are like, you need to get out. You need to like date more. And I'm like, do I want to <laughs> like, yeah, you know, you know, another thing I actually, um, I think is important too. I had to get a couple of my girlfriends on this, like not being picky on the dating apps. Like I just started going on dates with anyone that had good conversation with via the mm-hmm. dating app. And then I didn't worry about what they look like, like as far as like type. Normally my type is duh, six foot four, fucking tall, dark and handsome, you know? But then I just started like going on random dates with all these other random guys that like I just vibed with and had great, you know, witty banter. And uh, those guys are still actually all my friends, you know? They were the most emotionally intelligent ones. Like the super hot guys, they fucking hate it when you talk shit to them. Yo, I got a really good story. So this story is going to be so funny. So I met with this guy on a dating app, uh, super cool, drove a fucking motorcycle, had like tattoos, all that shit. We went on one date, you know, and then, you know, we're like texting each other, whatever, whatever. And he would always do these weird sex jokes out of nowhere. And I'm like, you know, I don't mind sex jokes, but then like he starts getting into like asking me like sexual questions. And I'm like, I'm not like, we're not having sex anytime soon. So I don't know why you're asking me this basically, you know? And I, how I told him like in general, sex jokes are funny, but like, if you do too much, then you just look like a pervert guy. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And then, so he, he kind of, he stopped doing the sex jokes, but then he would send me these recordings of him doing arm workouts at the gym. Uh, are you sure that's what he was doing girl you know you know one of my homeboys I was telling him about this right and I was like yeah this dude won't stop sending me these fucking like five second workout videos of him pumping iron and um I I was like they're all arm workout videos it's nothing else and he was like and my homeboy he's like a really big guy too he's like you know six foot five or something and um he's like tell him not to forget leg day or send him a sent to tell him to send you a video of him doing leg day or don't forget leg day that man never texted me ever again or sent me any other video i was like huh well it's kind of sad because i was like i kind of wanted to date a guy with like a motorcycle but that guy was just like fucking weird and if you can't take a fucking joke like come on you know yeah no, it's true. Yeah, I've, I've definitely, as I've gotten older, like the most attractive guys are the shittiest ones to talk to because like they know they're hot nine times out of 10. Yeah, they don't need to have a personality. Right. They feel like they don't, they don't. And it's not everyone, but it's it's definitely yeah. most. So um, yep. yeah, not that I've like lowered a standard or anything, but I've definitely like in conversations, if you can't hold a conversation or you're like boring, I'm just going to move on and to yeah. like someone that is maybe they're not like a model, but I still find them attractive. Like, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's who, like everyone's going to age. You know, we're all going to get wrinkles and have gray yep. hair. So you're not going to look like this in like 30 Yeah, you years. need to find the funniest guy you can find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I think, honestly, low-key, that's why Kim K's with Pete Davidson. And also yeah. I heard he has a big dick. But, but he was also really, really funny. And I was like, I and that's like 10 times better than a fucking... So find a funny guy with a big dick. I mean, he's dating like half of Hollywood. So like, <laughs> right? no. And they're all hot women. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. he's got to have some, you know, game in the bedroom, whatever. I know. Yeah. You know. Well, there's like all this, there's this big joke uh, going around now because it's, they're like, everyone wants Pete Davidson, Jack Harlow. And they're like these skinny, like 
tall, skinny white dudes that are just like treat yeah. women well and are funny. I'm like, that's all we've ever wanted. You're just, you're yeah. just noticing it now. Like, yeah, because like, this exactly. is like, Hollywood's finally like bringing them to light and in the past. Like it was not just like these untouchable model figures, like, you know, so. You know what I, when I realized I was accepting the bare minimum is when I, I had a new year's Eve date with this guy that I was dating such a gentleman. Oh, me and him are still friends. Nothing ever like came out of it, but I'd rather have him in my life as a friend forever. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he was he's military too. Jesus fuck, what's wrong with me? <laughs> but um I I honestly I didn't think I drank that much. I honestly feel like I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to put that out there. But um I didn't I didn't think I drank too much at all, but maybe I did. I fucking passed out. This guy sends me uh I saved it. He took care of me while I was unconscious. And we were with a big group of people. Took me around. He sent me this super long text because I woke up at his place and he's like, if you're scared, like here's everything. This is where you're at. This is what we're doing. Yada, yada, yada. And I just thought like he like just made it as soon as I wake up, he knew I was gonna check my phone. And he made it like, this is where we're at, this is what happened you know, you're sleeping here. I'm in this other room. Da, 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 da. And I was like, Oh my God, thank you so much for taking care of me. Like, I feel like a fool, you know, he's like, no, it happens. And I'm like, in my head, I'm just like, I could have literally been murdered. And I had said that. And he was like, no, you would have, you would have took care of me if I got drunk. And in, in, in my head, I was like, Oh, he's right. I totally would have done the same thing. And I was like, yeah, I'm not accepting the bare minimum anymore. Like you're going to have to find me. You're going to ask me on a date. You're going to do all the fucking planning. You're going to fucking do everything. And I'm going to show up, make you laugh and be fucking cute. Like that's my fucking job. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I saw like a TikTok the other day and this guy was like, what's a green flag for you on a date? And I was like, when they just show up, like that's like my bare minimum. Cause half the time they're like, yeah, let's meet up. And I'm like, okay, when it's like, no reply, let's meet up at this day and this time. And then they like, don't follow up. Yeah, That's like, why I don't even bother engaging uh, like that anymore. Like I don't ask the guy to go out on a date. I literally talk really fast. I can, I can like sell water to a fish and um, I kind of create it to where, you know, basically they'll ask me out. And I, I, re- I refuse. I'm not planning jack shit for anything anymore. I don't give a yeah. fuck. Like, I'm too old for that yep. shit. Like, if you want to date me and take me out and wine and dine me, you're planning everything. I'm not doing I, I'm not doing anything. I know. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, they'll ask me and then they, like, won't reply oh, or follow up. what the fuck? Like, I know. So I'm like, I just need them to show up. Like, that's my green flag. Holy <laughs> shit. My bad. I thought, like, it was the other way no. around. I was like, what the no. hell? No, no, no. Oh my God. Girlfriend, I'm so sorry. Come to Virginia Beach. There's a whole slew of men out here. We'll find you one. We'll just throw a little, what do you call it? A cast net into the cast net, you know, into the pool of uh, pool of men. Well, they all like fish though, right? All the men like fish. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I don't understand that either, but (laughs) it's okay. Unless that fish is like a 1500 or 8,000 pound marlin or ahi. I don't want to see your fucking... 10 pound bass no one gives a fuck and they probably had to throw it back anyway they probably don't even know how to cook it what do you call it like skin it yeah they don't know how to scale it there we go they don't know how to scale it or gut it i'm i'm filipino my mom taught me how to do that when i was seven yeah fuck these guys man but don't (laughs) oh yeah but don't yeah and if you do be safe (laughs) yeah yeah Oh, Lisa. Oh my God. This was super fun. Thank you, Ashley. I know. Yeah. Got a little therapy out of it. Like you made me laugh. 
I got to tell you all about my crazy dating life. Uh, those are, yeah, those are some great stories. Oh, thank you. I'm glad, you know, the trauma made me funny. You know, that's what it is. It's like real, that's a real ass meme. But <laughs> write that one down too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will. <laughs> trauma made me funny. Well, thanks again for coming on with me. No, thank you very, very much. I appreciate you. You were so, you were very good to talk to. Um, I'm, and yeah, I'm being for real. If you're ever in Virginia Beach, give me a call. I'm out here. We'll go. I'll take you out. We'll go. We'll hit up all the hot spots. Yes. And I need those San Diego oh, ones too. Let me write that down. The San Diego, <laughs> San Diego hot Navy SEAL list. Perfect. Yes. Excellent. Perfect. The best, uh, the most prestigious Navy SEALs are the SEAL Team 6. They're based out here. All the even numbers are here. All the odd numbers are in San Diego. Gotcha. But yeah. And the, the training guys are out because they have the, the, where they do the Navy SEAL training is out there. So they're probably out there in their little shorts right now running around. Oh, that's another thing. <laughs> that's another thing. So when you live overseas, right, my parents, they had lived on the military, on the Marine base. And even though my dad worked for the army, we lived on the Marine base, uh, the Marine base housing and the Marines, they run out there early in the fucking morning in these little silky shorts and they're like shirts. Yeah. In form in like a formation and they're all running and like doing like a cadence or something, you know, and they're running in a group. It's and Marines. I feel are the hot besides the Navy SEALs. Marines are the hottest and the most when you first meet them they are the most polite they 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 throw out the yes ma'ams open doors open do your seats oh i love a marine all right i feel like i learned so much about the military and Did you all like really? these locations today if you have any any other questions about military men give me a call boo okay yeah i've only had one military guy date i think so really how was that mm -hmm. how was he he was a nice guy Mm -hmm. And we met through mutual friends, like in LA, uh, my friend oh, like, was sweet. friends with him. Well, yeah. So he, we headed off and then we went, he invited me over for dinner at his house. He invites me over. He cooks me this like dry ass chicken, gives me a fork, no knife. I'm like choking on this chicken while I eat. He then is like, and I, and we, like, I brought over like some wine because he was cooking and I, he lived in a different area. So I had, so I drove there. So like, once I started drinking, I was like, not going to drive home and I wasn't going to mm -hmm. leave my car. Yeah. So then he like invites me into his bedroom. So I go in, his bed is not made. He invites me over, no sheets on the bed. Oh. And he goes, Oh, can you, I just have to make my bed real quick. And I'm like, you didn't make your bed this entire day when you like invited me over at like 2 PM for dinner. Oh, you, that was, that's actually kind of, did he say like, Oh, I didn't plan on you coming in my room. No, my bedroom. He just like, oh no, see, he just he's what a lame. He could have easily slid that like, oh, I well, I no. didn't really think you were, we were gonna fuck. No, so then, no. So then he makes his bed and then he goes, oh, I now I just need to shower real quick because I'm really sweaty from cooking. So then he leaves me alone in his bed with his dog. He puts on Netflix while he like goes and showers, and I'm just like sitting there after I sat and watched him make his bed, and I'm like, okay. Then he comes back out and we're like chalking, and he starts telling me his life story. Fine. But then he tells me, like you told me the opioid, he also had an opioid addiction from- It's very common in military men. Yes, I'm not, yeah, because of like, he like had gotten stabbed like yep. twice. And they get addicted. So he got addicted. Yep. So he told me that. And then he was like, oh, he goes, but I'm over it. But also, do you want some Oxy? And I was like, 
what? Like you just told me you got over this addiction and now you're offering me an oxy like before you're trying to like fuck like and that's why I say no and he's like okay well I won't take any if you don't I'm like good yeah. that's fucking strange after you just told me all, all this stuff and also you're trying to like sleep with me and like take an oxy like that's like <laughs> are you gonna take a fucking Viagra with it too like what's going like we need an opposite effect <laughs> <laughs> no you're trying to pass out yeah yeah and then so then we and then we start like hooking up and he has like the tiniest like pencil dick it's all the fucking oxy <laughs> like it was like long and like this thin i couldn't even feel anything it was like oh my god so yeah. unenjoyable like i was like please stop like i just need this to be over yeah basically like we it's like ends and then i left at like 6 a.m the next day and he was just like so upset about it like he's like did i do something wrong and i was like no i was just tired and we just never hung out again <laughs> i will say though too sometimes military guys like they're either like total fuck boys and players or they want to marry you right away like literally i've never had it in between yeah except my ex-husband actually no i'm lying you know what this should have been a huge red flag when me and my ex-husband met we we moved in together like two weeks later like we were like that in love yeah mm. i mean it was cute while we were married because really we were quick. like we were together total yeah, like yeah. 10 years so it was cute mm -hmm. when we told everyone the story but reflecting back i was like damn that was a red flag like a motherfucker yep yeah, so that's my only military story. Oh shit, I got let me oh let me oh I was gonna tell you this. I had wrote this down. I was gonna tell you a story about the small dicks thing. So one time I was hooking up with this guy and his dick was so small, I felt so bad. I was like, just put it in my ass. Like I felt so bad for him. That's how small his dick was. I was like, I was like, have you ever tried anal? And he was like, No. I was like, I was like, let's try it today, baby. That because that's how bad I felt that his dick was so small. I let him put it in my butt. And I honestly like it probably was like a pinky. Not lying. You can keep that in there. I think that's funny. <laughs> it's like like he gave you yeah. like he gave you a shocker. Yo, I'm weak. <laughs> Basically. Like, oh my like, god. That's so funny. Oh. Holy shit. Uh I've got some other shitty stories too about military guys and sex, but th those are almost like baseline fucking could be considered assault, which I I probably shouldn't get into. It's it's I'm telling you, it's fucking it's wild out here. It's crazy. Yeah. Ah, girl. Whew. Cool. Well, thanks again for coming on. No, thank you very much. I appreciate you. You can find me, Krista, on Instagram at, at insta.krista. And then I also, too, have a podcast. Um, I kind of, it's called the Good Milf Podcast. Um, and I kind of do like this um, Bill Nye the Science Guy meets Sex in the City. Like with all these different wild things I've got going on, I kind of try to deep dive and research the underlying effects and causes of like shitty dates. Thank you, Ashley. All right. All bye. Right, bye. thank everyone that's helped make this podcast possible specifically kayla mcnulty that helped create the podcast ray zaragoza the kid inside ali bernstein maggie deberardine and Lindsay weiner that all helped contribute in some sort of way you can find us on instagram at swipe swipe west send us a dm with any questions comments suggestions thank you all again for listening have a great rest of your week